Well, I guess uh, I'll just make some toast. Uh, I'm a little hungry, so yeah, small, small light snack. Uh, some, uh, some crispy bread. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, okay, that's weird. The toaster doesn't seem to be working. Let's get this down here. And... Oh, oh my God. Oh no, I'm traveling through some sort of time portal vortexy weirdo thing. Hey, I'm the first non-Chris Hardwick podcaster to travel through time. Correction, Dwight, you are the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody. Quiet, you. Uh, who, who, who are you? Are you, are you Chris Hardwick? <laughs> you look like a dog. I'm Mr. Peabody, and this is my assistant, Sherman. That's right, Mr. Peabody. Chris Hardwick was here like ten minutes ago. Oh, okay. Cool. Guys, we watched Treehouse of Horror. Uh, Simpsons. Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 6? 5? 4? It's got to be 5 because it was during season 6. So that means it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! 14! Great birthdays without him! He never even sent me a damn card! Die over him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza, pizza, pizza! Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket, I'm Scott Gerland. And I'm Dwight Stearns. And we watched, well it's Halloween. Yes, it's October. It's spooky the, month, spooky month. The most wonderful time of the year. I really like Halloween, or this time of year in general. This October, like, the, uh, the air is getting chilly, um, it's like the best excuse to watch spooky movies, which are my favorite kind of movies, I love horror movies, so... We decided to do some spooktacular stuff for you guys this month. I was I was gonna say spooktacular, and I didn't even tell you that. That's too weird. Late. Well, That's it's weird. a very common phrase for this type of stuff. No, it's not. Okay, all <laughs> right. If kidding. you say so. Um, so we watched uh, the Simpsons, which, as everyone knows, the Simpsons every year uh, does a hor- uh, Halloween special called mm-hmm. Tree Has a Horror, which last year they did an actual Halloween episode. Oh really? Like was it, did they not do a Treehouse no, of Horror? No, they did that also. But oh, they, okay, good. They did, or was it two years ago? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't know. We went over this in our Simpsons episode. I do not watch the Simpsons anymore. So I don't really either until. Oh, it just sounds like you did. Well, I watched it last year because it they did Mad Max. Oh, cool. And they did Kingsman. Also cool. And um, also, I heard that they were doing a Halloween special that wasn't Treehouse of Horror. So I was like. I gotta get on that. Yeah, which makes sense. So, this one is probably my favorite. This one is definitely my favorite yeah. of, of the Treehouses of Horror. Um, I think my other favorite one is Seven, which is uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. That one's really good. Uh, and it's also the 3D one. Cause it, oh, yeah, where they end up going in 3D at the very end. I remember them hyping that one up a lot um, when it was coming out, because it was, like, the first time that The Simpsons were going to use, like, computer animation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it was, like, nothing no one has ever seen before. Yeah. And because, like, Homer was in the real world. Like, I remember that was, like, the big deal about it. At the very end, he ends up in, he like, ends up a live buying action. erotic cakes. Yeah, you know, like, like you do when you're Homer. Well, no, that just screams Homer. Like, he's super horny and he's super hungry. No, obviously. So, uh, yeah, also I love that one because one of my favorite lines is, Hey, have you guys ever seen the movie Tron? No, 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 yes, I mean no. (laughs) 
I like the one where they did um, the Amityville Horror. I think it was. That was, was the first one. That was it the first one? That yeah, was, that one was really good as well. That one is uh, probably, for the longest time, that one was my favorite mm-hmm. until this one, until I rewatched this one, because that one has James Earl Jones doing The Raven. Yes, and that's like one of the only times, I, I don't know if they did this in some of the later ones, because like I said, I stopped watching after a while, but like that was one of the ones that they took seriously, and they were actually, you know, in the treehouse. And that's what I loved about it. Because it, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. The the Edgar Allan Poe stuff was terrifying. Yep. But this one was just... This one did, like, three of my favorite types of Simpsons. Like, they did the parody with The Shining. Yep. The Shinning. Well, yeah. Shh. Do you want to get sued? <laughs> and then they did... Um, I think that the time travel one was supposed to be, like... Was that, was that based on The Outer Limits with the watch? Maybe I've never seen. Um, You've never seen the Outer Limits. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of the Outer Limits. That's Spielberg's one. No, that's Amazing Stories. Okay, the Outer Limits Regardless, was the black and white one that was on at the same time as Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Psh, I'm a Twilight Zone. Um, it's the only thing I do. Twilight Zone. Well, oh, uh, they just put Night Gallery on Hulu. Oh, cool. So I'll have to check that out. So you can go from Netflix to watching Twilight Zone and back and forth now. Back to Hulu. That'll be fun. So this one, um, what what I didn't like, this was the first year on Simpsons that they did. They didn't do the them telling stories. The, there was no framing device. Yeah. It was just like, we're going to do this now. Or this might have been the second one. It was the second one because the first one was season five when they did Dracula. Mm. Mr. Burns was Dracula. I remember that one. <laughs> Don't talk about the butt on his head. I heard you. <laughs> so, what is it about, like, this one, this episode that is your favorite? Like, um, I just remember this one. This one in particular was when I was growing up. We quoted this all the time. Specifically, the shinning portion one. One of my friends and I, this for some reason, this one captured our imagination. I hadn't even seen The Shining yet. And I was just like, the whole no TV and no beer make Homer something something go crazy. Don't mind if I do. Like, just that. And the um, urge to kill. Like, we would go around just be like, <laughs> urge to kill rising. Now you rise. can't do that in a school. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely can't do that in a school anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. But, like, so we used to do things like that. And like, I loved this one because of that because i have that much like connection to like my childhood with it and also like the parodies are really clever or the um the stories in general are really clever yeah what i loved uh what i always quoted in this were the weird ones that no one would think to like the the um correction on me of the second that's right mr peabody quiet you see i did get that reference when i was younger because i remember it must have been cartoon network some some uh nick was it nick that used to show the bullwinkle show all it- the time all the time, and then it was the only cartoon to be on Nick at Night. Oh, that might be where I saw it too. Yeah, because I remember seeing old Rocky and Bullwinkle stuff, and so I remember when Peabody and Sherman showed up, I was like, oh, hey, it's Peabody and Sherman. That's awesome. And then the other line I would always quote is, John Denver Christmas <laughs> specials. That's just a good joke in general. Yeah. Good setup and then funny punchline. So what happens in the first segment? Well, okay, so the first segment is um, called The Shinning, which is very clearly a parody of Stephen King's The Shining. Maybe. 
because they don't you're not allowed to say the shining because copyright reasons uh, you don't want to get sued I, I actually don't think it was the stephen king thing that they were worried about being sued from i think they were worried about being sued by stanley kubrick no oh, oh that actually would make more sense because i feel like king would be very cool with something like king's that he's been on the simpsons and i think at this point he had already been on the simpsons that's very possible i'm not sure but no, um, i think it was kubrick that they were worried about that that makes a bunch of sense because he was still alive at this point he didn't die until what like 99. 99 okay so he was definitely way still alive yeah he's um a little intense so you don't really want to mess with that you think just a bit but um so it's it opens up with um uh, th- that's what I like about this now is like I can now that I've seen The Shining and it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, you have a lot of just visual cue references. Like it opens up with the helicopter tracking shot of the car driving up to the Overlook, which it's, it's basically the Overlook. Um, I think and, it's called the Burns Look. Oh, like, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's, I've never caught that detail, but that makes sense because it's Mr. they go to Mr. Burns's giant mansion or it's a hotel they go to his hotel and they're going to be the caretakers it's literally the plot of the shining um and that's just the fodder for all the jokes and another one of my favorite lines is when they show up ah my sea monkeys have arrived (laughs) look at them uh those are the winter caretakers sir i don't remember what else he says there then i think he just goes oh oh oh." i i love Smithers. Oh, Smithers is a great guy. Smithers and Mr. Burns. Like, I... Because in this one, yeah, he's kind of sinister, but he's also your pal Monty. Oh, he's way more your pal Monty than he is sinister in this one. Because it's just, like, him being... He's not being evil about taking away the beer in the tv because he cuts the cable line and he cut and he takes all the beer with him he's being like i want those dirty rotten scoundrels to do some work this uh, this winter he's not being like yes this would make them go crazy because smithers even points it out he's like are you sure this isn't what caused the other uh caretakers to go crazy and kill their family well if we come back in the spring and they're all dead i owe you a coke which is a very good that's funny also i love mr burns going (laughs) mr burns saying they work hard, but they play even harder. <laughs> um, I liked the uh, the blood joke because they do the uh, blood, the elevators opening and the blood spill out, and then Mr. Burns is just like. Hmm, that's odd. Usually the blood gets off at the second floor. Hmm, the blood doesn't usually get off at this level. Like <laughs> yeah. good, good subversion there. The blood usually gets off on the second floor. <laughs> And, and so then um bart they introduced the the concept of bart having uh the shinning when he meets uh groundskeeper willie out by the hedge maze which is another great callback um and willie starts saying oh willie's like uh quiet you he'll uh go easy on the boy his father's gonna go crazy and ground him up into haggis what's and then, haggis <laughs> and then, yeah because bart can read his mind he's like oh, you've got the shinning oh you mean the shining you want to get sued yeah, that's ah, fun stuff. Also, another great Willie line is when he goes, uh, if you run into trouble, don't be afraid to get uh, Willie, except between four and five, that's Willie's, that's Willie's time. time. <laughs> I don't want to know what Willie's time entails. Yeah, because when I was little, I was like, oh, is he like taking a bath? And my dad's like, um... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. A very long bath. Hey, he's lonely. He's alone. He lives yeah, but- by himself. I mean, if he didn't have that unibrow and he, like, shaved his head bald, he'd be a super stud. Oh, yeah, because he's ripped. He's ripped. Also, he's got that Scottish brogue. 
and uh, the ladies like it. Poor Willie. Ah, uh, so everything in this this first segment is like perfect, and this is the first time in a Treehouse of Horror where they, where in my opinion. Because usually with these ones, the second one is the weakest one. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, the third one is the weakest. And this Ooh, one, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think the second one's the weakest one. Oh, the second one's my favorite. <laughs> um, so in this one, I feel like this one is definitely the strongest. Oh yes, I one hundred percent agree with that. Because Homer, Homer as Jack Nicholson is perfect. Yep. And just the idea like have you ever heard the stories about Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining well I know that like Kubrick made her break down because Kubrick was insane because he'd be like hey dumb dumb Shelley you're you're wrecking the set come on no one likes you dumb dumb Shelley I don't I haven't heard what he actually did I just know he like made her do I think like a hundred takes or something like that of like the stare sequence so she was like legitimately freaking out and stuff I know he made Scamman Crothers do 93 takes of of getting killed with the axe. Oh, that's rough. And Nicholson was like, "Can you just not and just <laughs> let him be fine?" So that's why every time I see Willie get killed with the axe, I'm like, "How many takes did they make him do of that?" Well, it's a cartoon, so one. No, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, in a sweatshop and in uh, in China, they made them draw it like seventeen times yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick was there too. You want to get sued? <laughs> Canley Strubrick. Mm. There we mm. go. Um, but I this first sketch, what what makes it so funny mm-hmm. is how serious Homer is, and then when he scares himself. Oh, when he's walking up the stairs. Yeah, he's yeah. like, ah, I've made you flinch, nah. and then he goes, Scaredy <laughs> Cat. Yeah. Ah! Homer's scream and Homer's girlish giggle. Are, like it always makes my life whenever I watch like an old Simpsons, because um, the episode with the fear of flying one with guy incognito. Oh yep, with his long lost twin, and he goes, "Oh my God, it's my exact duple, uh, no, my exact double, not duple gang." And then he goes, "That dog has a puffy tail." <laughs> Come here, puff, and he does it with the scream here, and oh, uh, Dan Castellaneta, I don't think he's ever won an Emmy. Oh, that's a good question. I doubt it. I don't think he has. Do um, they have like? Okay, it's been. They do. They have like an animated Emmy. H. John Benjamin won last year. Oh, cool. And Seth MacFarlane has won like three times. I thought that is. See, I haven't watched the Emmys in forever. I don't remember. That must gotta be like during like prime time. No, is it during the prime time stuff or is yeah? It, do they have special animation I mean, awards? <clears throat> it's part of the primetime Emmys. But do they not air? Is it like one of it's, those like it's the where they hand out like the best guest star ones is uh, in that cer- ceremony? They don't show that on ABC or NBC. They show that on Spike. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Or Annie, whatever. One of those. Ba- back to the show. Yes. Um, the show. But Dan Castellaneta as Nicholson Homer. Um, I love when he goes. I think I'm just gonna go for a walk. See you later. <laughs> and then they do the whole um. Well, Lisa has the best line. I mean, not I've already said that a million times, but Which Lisa one? goes, "Quiet, you fool!" No, <laughs> she goes, "Mom, is Dad gonna murder us?" <laughs> oh, Mart has the best. Yeah, maybe I'll check out that axe collection. See you later. Mom, is Dad gonna kill us? We're just gonna have to wait and see. M- m- Mom, maybe. <laughs> or we'll we'll just have to wait and see. That's that's the line. 
<laughs> and, and you said while we were watching it, that just sums up Marge's character. In it really general, is right there. because she she's not the type of person to fight back. She's the type of person to be like, well, like, yeah, well, let's see how it plays out. If this is the end, this is just how I go. <laughs> oh, the Simpsons family. Yeah, and when they do the actual bar scene, Mo as the bartender. Oh, genius! I mean, he, Mo, you pointed out earlier because when they actually. The, during the opening? During the opening. Well, yeah, because um, one of the things with these thing, with these treehouses of horror is they always have, like, um, the credits are not your standard um, flying through Springfield and stuff like that. They always uh, spook them up. And so in this one, you had a couple things. Like, you had uh, Skinner getting his head chopped off in a guillotine. You had, And he's um, okay with it. Yeah, obviously, because, I mean, he's Skinner. Um, and then you had, like, Patty and Selma being burned at the stake as witches, lighting their cigarettes. And then you had what I think was easily the darkest one. Because it, it was a reflection on Moe's character is it starts off with Moe just dropping from a tree having hanged himself. And it was just like, and he like laughs about it or smiles about it. It's messed up. No, he he just opens his eyes and like. Oh, is it like spooky? Because it's always like, well, it's suicide for me. Yeah, because he, he's made a bunch of suicide jokes early on in the show. And even in the Christmas episodes when they did uh, It's a Wonderful Life, they're like, and Moe. Stuck his head out of the oven long enough to put in a nice Christmas goose. <laughs> it's so dark. Like, did, did have they eased up on those types of jokes with um, Mo? Because I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like suicide is much more of a serious topic nowadays. Because I know they actually did show a suicide on The Simpsons. In yeah, the- Grimes we went over this. <laughs> I'm, uh-huh. I'm kidding. That was death by misadventure. Yes. No. Um. No, they actually had a man commit suicide on The Simpsons in the Homer in uh, Homer the Mo episode mm-hmm. where Homer opens up his own bar and Mo goes back to bartending school to see his old professor. Mm-hmm. The professor goes, "I'm dying, Mo. You sure are. Oh, I mean, is there anything I can do? <laughs> Not unless you have a cure for cancer. Do you have a cure for cancer? Because that'd be great. That is messed up. And then he walks into the water." And drowns himself. Okay. What season was this? Season 12 or 13. Wow. So Dana was... Gould wrote that episode. Okay. That, that'll, and, that'll do it. And Matt Groening, I guess, went up to him and he's like, I went t- 13 years without having a real suicide on this show. Thanks a bunch. I, I can't see how that would be a hard thing to not do. I don't know many other shows that have had a active suicide on them. Probably a small wonder, but we haven't gotten to it yet. True. Um. So back back to yeah, uh, back to the actual show. Marge finds the his note. That this is my favorite sequence in at least this segment, where she comes into the room and it's where you find um the uh, all work in the original work in the original movie. It's all work and no play make Jack a dull boy, but in this one it's just one one sentence that she says. I'm feeling fine. No, that's not too bad. And then lightning strikes and you see all over the walls written, uh, no TV and no beer make Homer go crazy, which is uh, good subversion, excellent execution. So as he's chasing Marge, what I always forget or like didn't notice, mm-hmm. I, he trips up the stair. On which it, is, he stumbles on his way up. Which or... is from the actual movie. Jack Nicholson oh. tripped on the way up, and Kubrick just kept it in there because, like, 
he's like, oh, it felt natural. The other times it just looked too... Too real or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like too, too staged. Yeah. So, oh. so they actually animated that in there. And I was like... That's pretty smart. That's yeah. It, the, show's good. Like, really good animation details. The, <laughs> these Harvard boys. <laughs> but, the, these... Uh, we went over this. These Chinese people in sweatshops doing well, the animation. They actually write in the... the what um, to do, yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, oh, was Conan still a writer? No. This was season six. So when was Con- Monorail? Five? Four. Four. So the last one he did, I believe, was Homer Goes to College, and that was season five. Oh, okay. Because that was right after Cape Fear. So. Yep. So uh, then Homer... Uh, gets knocked out. Oh wait, no, Cause he, no, because he, he scares himself. Yeah, he scares himself, gets knocked out. But we we skipped Mo as the bartender. As, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we touched on it. But. Yeah, I just love the kill your family and then you get a beer. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to kill my family. Come on, they'll be happier. You don't yeah. look happier. Uh, I forget what he says. I'm nah, fr- nah, nah, I'm happy. <laughs> kill your family, get a beer. So when he's knocked out. One of, I say this line all the time um, to Haley, to to my my parents. Like, whenever they ask me to do something, I go, go away eating <laughs> when he's locked in the... Yeah, because uh, all the ghouls come and try to get him. And I like that when they all bust in, it's just like a smorgasbord of people. I like, like Universal like, Monsters. Yeah, it's like Dracula, the Mummy. Um, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger's in there, too. Yeah, I remember and that. And Jason's in there also. Oh, is he? I don't, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen Jason in there. But that's awesome. They love drawing Jason. They they try to fit him in every Treehouse of Horror. Really? I did not Kang know that. With Kang well, Kang and Kodos is like they have actual lines and dialogue, and like because they were important to at least the early ones, because they would always give them like, like there was the one where is it they pose as um, presidential candidates as Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. That's what and it was. that's my favorite line of any Simpsons episode is from that one. This is Kang. Ah, I am Kang, and this is my sister Kodos. Hello. <laughs> I thought you said your favorite was the Peabody line. In this episode, that's my favorite line in this episode. Uh, okay, but my okay, favorite okay. Simpsons line ever, ever is. is, I'm Kang, and this is my sister Kodos. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, good I, show. I just love the world that Matt Groening has created within, I guess, in the world of Treehouse of Horror, they can do whatever they want. Well, that's why they always no, get... Nothing is, has no continuity. And... But the one thing that always has to be constant in it, they can do whatever they want, but they have to include Kang and Kodos at least once. Yeah, I think that their role, I like I said, I haven't been watching The Simpsons, but from what I understand, their role has been like drastically diminished in recent years. It's just like they'll show up and say one thing, kind of like this episode. Like they only show up in like for one quick gag, and that's it. As opposed to like they used to be like central to the plot. Yeah, and. In this, when when Homer is doing the um, the actual here's Johnny, I mm-hmm. love how they don't have it pay off at all. Well, they kind of do. I mean, they they do the rule of threes and they right. do this the here's Johnny. No, but the um, classic one is here's Johnny and it's to an empty room. Yeah, it's to the empty room. Then the next one, David Letterman. Hi, David and Grandpa. <laughs> That's right. Because they leave. Because they left Grandpa at a gas station. Which something, I love that because. Something like that happened to uh, my family when I was little. You left your grandpa at a gas station? Uh, we couldn't. My mom and my sister couldn't find the car where my grandmother was. 
<laughs> in a parking okay. lot in the Pheasant Lane Mall parking lot. That's a big parking lot. I've been Mom, there a bunch. My, my sister's like, but what about Grandma? Quiet, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that, that line always gets me. And then he does the 16 minutes. I forget the first guy, but he goes, I'm Ed Bradley. I'm morally safer, all that, and Andy Rooney. Rooney in 60 minutes. Ah! That's what scares them. Because that's so, like, The Simpsons. Something smart would scare them. Except for Lisa. It wouldn't scare Lisa. Well, I think they were just scared that Homer was there to kill them with an axe. I mean, come on. No, no. No, I mean, okay, it was the, it was, it was no, what he was saying. He was being an intellectual, and that's scary. That's fair. Um, no, I totally agree. And then, and then so Bart uses uh, the shinning to summon Willie from his, uh, his cabin, <laughs> which is right next to where they are. Oh, no, the little fat boy. <laughs> Gonna get killed. Um, so he runs, and he drops his uh, portable TV in the snow. Which is very important. Yes, it is. Because what I then he enters and he says, "Here's Willie coming to rescue you," and then he gets killed immediately. And they do that in this episode three times, and it's funny every time. It is. That's something I don't think I actively picked up on until like much later in my viewing of this, because I was always like just connected with what the story was going on at the moment. It. And because the Treehouse of Horrors are never really connected, the fact that they had, like, the three jokes in a row on that, didn't I didn't catch that until, like I said, I was embarrassingly older. Oh, well, me too. I, I didn't, I don't think I even noticed him getting killed with an axe three times until, like, last year. I was much younger than that, but, so I'm just <laughs> gonna say, but, um, so Willie gets killed, and then they- I'm not the sharpest tool in the <laughs> So Willie gets killed, and then they just go straight to running out, right? I mean, it's so weird watching this because I'm very familiar with The Shining now. So um, watching, it's such like in a obviously it was like seven minutes long, so it's a yeah, super that... abridged version of of what's happening in the movie. And so I'm just like, oh, I guess we're running out now already. Okay, we won't even go into the room. We won't even do. They don't even do the the twins. They don't do the twins. I was which like, I'm glad they didn't, because that is such a cliche. It, and Family Guy did it also. I guess, yeah, but you got Sherry and Terry. Like that, like is like a oh, perfect that, use of like perfect. twins. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like they already have the characters that they could have slotted in there. But also, they could have brought up back the whole fatty, fat, fat, fat. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So Homer chases them outside, and they don't do the hedge maze, but um, they end up. Uh, finding Willie's TV. Dad, look! It's Lisa who actually does yeah. it. Lisa has something to do in this oh, episode. She's a smart one. Ooh, Lisa does something in the second one, and the third one a little bit. The third one, definitely. Second one, it's... It's all Homer. It's all Homer. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> this is where you, the line you always used to say comes yes. in. Yes. Well, because they, they, um... Lisa shows Homer the, the mini TV, and he sees it, and he goes, TV... Uh, was it television teacher mother secret lover and he just like sinks into the TV into the snow and he's like come family let us bask in the TV's uh in the warm glow and the TV's warm glow warming glow warming glow warm glow glowing warm or something like that it's funny trust <laughs> me watch the show it's on Hulu oh, no it's on Hulu it's on it's on Scott's Voodoo. There you go. Yeah, watch on Scott's Voodoo. <laughs> no, but, uh, there's FX every Simpsons episode ever. Oh yeah, yeah. obviously jerks. But so do that. 
And um, unless so they, you have Verizon, then they won't let you do it. And then it's smash cuts to the frozen Jack Torrance in the um, spoiler alert for the end of The Shining, uh, frozen in the snow. And uh, oh, because as, as Homer's going down, he's like, urged to kill, fa- uh, fading, 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 rising, rising, fading, gone. And then so they're watching it, and then the Tonys come on. They get frozen, and the Tonys come on. And then Homer's just like, urge to kill rising. And that's the end of the bit, but it's so good. My dad always used to laugh at that one because it was the Tonys hosted by Tyne Daly and Hal Linden. I'm sure those are people. I don't know who they are. uh, Tyne Daly was um, Cagney and Lacey. I know what that is. But Hal Linden was on my dad's favorite show of all time, Barney Miller. He played Barney Miller. Oh, I've heard of that show. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I've heard. if we ever do it, my dad has the entire series. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. So I just he he always would laugh, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I like Howland." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of the first one, and then this one's my favorite because I, I love time travel, I love Homer, and I love Mister Peabody and Sherman. I guess um, I always found this one to be the most. I don't know. I guess because it's so scattered. Like, there's so many gags, and that's really all it is. is It's gags. It's not really a story. So that's kind of my only um, concern. Not issue with it, but just, like, the only thing that I find a little bit off about it. It felt... It feels more like an afterthought to me, but that's... It's Treehouse of Horror, so I feel like you're going to get that one. I know. I I guess I'm just weird. I just... There's certain things I love in this one, like the i call it the polar sloth the oh the the sloth that walks by and is like shrugs it Mm. (laughs) you go squish now (gasps) but that was just one little insignificant mosquito that can't change the future right right Mm. that one always gets me and then the when they're in uh ned's world we'll get to the actual whole thing scott what's the plot of this one well the whole plot is first off homer gets his hand caught in a toaster well yeah, that's just like because they're, they're having they're having breakfast and like lisa's just like, he's ah, like oh yeah your hand's stuck in the toaster and that's just the start of the the episode really yeah or this section so he has to fix the toaster and he says there's only one tool to fix this and he takes out a rock and bashes <laughs> the toaster which is good and then fixes it with a bunch of like tesla coils yeah and like old timey like edison light bulbs <laughs> and stuff and i think there was some plutonium in there too well he works at a nuclear power plant yeah. i don't see how he wouldn't have gotten it yeah so then he puts it back together and then he puts in a piece of toast and goes back in time and the whole premise is puts home- in a piece of bread piece of bread I to- say it becomes toast scott god I'm sorry I don't. You wouldn't know. toast toast. That's madness. Unless What's the it, matter with unless you? it's a calzone. I don't eat carbs. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, that sounded so pretentious. A bit. Yeah. Especially since I know you make cookies. Cookies have carbs in it. But I. You don't eat I, them. I don't eat them. You don't eat your own cookies. No, because I'm too busy poisoning them. No, that's fair. What? <laughs> and then Dwight just falls down. Thump. That was the sound of me dying. Oh, wait. This is. <laughs> so, uh, Homer goes back in time, and he. This is where my favorite part comes in, is because he's like. Look at that! 
I'm the first non-Brazilian person to travel backwards through time. Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody. Quiet, you. <laughs> I just love how Mr. Peabody hates Sherman. That That's what always made me laugh, because I'm like, aren't they supposed to get along? I'm dead. I'm not allowed to talk. <laughs> I was like, what the hell no. is going on? Nope, I'm, I'm dead. No, yeah, no, it is, it's a funny, subversive joke. And I like that it's the stereotypical, like, it's almost Doctor Who-ish. He's flying through, like, a time vortex, and there's just clocks everywhere, which reminds me of, like, a Futurama joke when they go back in time. and Oh, it's they, definitely, and they, it's exactly a Futurama and, and they And they end up with, like, they're like, oh, we're back in time. Yeah, but we picked up a, oh, we, we're, we've gone through the other side of the wormhole, and we picked up a lot of clocks along the way, which is great because obviously there's a bunch of clocks in The Simpsons as well. So funny stuff. Um, so he goes back in time for the and, first time, and he just goes back. He always goes back to the same period, which is just the, the time of the yep, just the time of the dinosaurs when dinosaurs weren't just confined to zoos. <laughs> does he say that? Yes, he does. <laughs> and he also says, "Oh, I'll never." If I go back in time, what did my dad always say? What did my dad tell me on my, on my wedding, wedding day? night? If you ever go back in time, don't touch anything. Don't kill anything, because even the smallest insect uh, insect could have crazy repercussions on the future. He's like, okay, I'm not going to touch anything. And then a mosquito lands on him and goes, ah, bug, bug, you go squish, squish now. now. Oh, I'm sure that's not going to affect anything and the toast pops out i like that it's he's back in time for the length even in this short sketch they establish his time travel rules which is he goes back in time for the amount of time it takes for the toast to toast so that's two I minutes like it. which it depends can... on your settings <laughs> it remi- i don't eat carbs <laughs> it reminds me of uh the stephen king uh 11 63 uh, that sounds right. I've never read it. I know what you're talking about, though. It's the JFK one. Yep. Um, because he has a short window. In to... which you can go back in time yep. for. Um, so when Homer comes back, Ned Flanders is the, what, what did they say? He's the, uh, uncontested or, like. It's like Supreme Chancellor of the yeah, world. Yeah, but un- uncontested or un, un, uh, questioned ruler of the yeah. world or master of the universe. <laughs> And Mo comes back in this, and I, it's my favorite Mo thing. Oh ever. God, this this hurts my head. It really does. This is the type of stuff that like like skeeves me out to no end. Because you think that Ned is like this nice guy, but in every Halloween one, he's either the devil or he's this omnipotent ruler, mm-hmm. and he goes, uh, "Well, time to." Do the only thing that truly makes me happy. A glass of warm milk, a nice nap, and a full frontal lobotomy. And then Mo shows up and he's like, it's okay, Homer. They just stick something up your nose. And they let you keep the little piece of brain that you cut out. And for some reason, I don't know, it must be something recently. But just the, the thought of that, of like getting a lobotomy, like legitimately makes the front of my head hurt. And it just, ugh. Uh, your brain's probably like, you want to do what to me? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. It's just like, what is going on? It's just my body, like, l- legitimately rejecting the concept of it. Well, I don't like it. I think the line I quoted the most as a kid, not knowing what it meant, is Marge going, it's bliss. <laughs> I, I just always thought that was funny, and I never questioned why I was saying it. And then... Well, because, you know, she got a full frontal lobotomy. And then I... 
when I turned 15, I was like, oh my god, Jesus. I hope you watch this like on your 15th birthday. And, like you watch it um, the night before your 15th birthday and you watch it the day of and it was just like a light switch for you. <laughs> That's, That's exactly what happened. That's my thought process. Because I was watching it with a uh, sideways birthday hat and a balloon <laughs> and when I realized it, the balloon popped. <laughs> Immediately and, and the hat just like drooped down over one eye. <laughs> I love it. So then he uh, goes back in time, comes back, and uh, he he falls on a fish. Yep, because he gets attacked by a T-Rex. Yeah, he gets attacked by a T-Rex, falls backwards, and he goes, Oh, I wish, I wish I didn't squish that fish. Which is awesome because it looks like a one fish, two fish, red fish, fish blue, blue fish. 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 Ah, so good. And then when he gets back, Aunt Patty and Selma are dead. He's a millionaire. Yep. And um, no, isn't the first? Oh, wait, no, it's, it's, it's the giant house. one. It's the yeah. giant one. Okay, I have a question. So he he comes upstairs. There's no one there, and then Bart looks like this giant version of Bart looks through the window of the house, rips off the roof, and like is like, oh hey, that looks like Dad. Let's squish it. And the Lisa voice is like, yeah, as opposed to Bart, okay. who, was, who was a normal person. I bet they couldn't get Yearly, and they got uh, they got. Nancy Cartwright. Oh, that's it. very possible. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. In that universe, why were there regular-sized, like, Homer-sized houses and not everything was giant-sized? I think they were supposed to be, like, ant holes, like ant houses. I guess. It just made no sense. It was a good visual gag, but it just, I it was, it was like, this world would not exist. And then... Then he goes back in time, and then he ends up in... He's a millionaire. He goes back in time, and this time he sneezes on a T-Rex, which causes literally a domino effect of all these prehistoric creatures dying. And then I think that's when the sloth creature, or the panda sloth, as you call it, walked by. The polar sloth. He's like, that's not good, is it? (laughs) Also, (laughs) the pterodactyls fall from the sky. Because, where else would they fall from well yeah but it just it, it's that image of like on the simpsons when they have like a plane fall from the <laughs> sky i had like those pterodactyls were like the same sh- like look and color of like dinosaur toys i had when i was younger it was just surreal to watch again i mean all of the dinosaurs look like dinosaur toys in this too True. so i bet they just had a bunch of them in the office I wouldn't be surprised. Because at the Daily Show, they did have like weird toys, like on the desks of the writers. They ha- they had like dinosaurs. like their own classic toys type mm-hmm. of deal. Yeah, old people. <laughs> oh, those Harvard writers! They were all smarter than me. <laughs> Jerks. So now Patty and Selma are dead. Yep. Well, he comes up and it's like he's in a mansion. Yeah. Oh, the house is beautiful, and uh, March is wearing a tiara. <laughs> Yeah, she's wearing. So is so Lisa. I think. Oh yeah, they're both wearing tiaras and Marge's in a ball gown, <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Are we gonna take the new Lexus to Patty and Selma's funeral?" Ah, <laughs> uh, dead like, sisters, yeah. <laughs> luxury big, sedan, big house, uh, well-behaved kids, dead sister-in-laws, luxury sedan. Hmm, I could like this one. Pass- Marge, pass me a donut, please. Donut? What's a donut? <laughs> And then he runs down. He does the Homer scream that you like so much. Yep. And runs downstairs and immediately... <laughs> it starts to rain. Donuts. It's raining donuts. If you waited so five minutes. Five seconds even. Like, ah, oh, if only. And then... That's funny. This That's is... just a good Homer joke. Like, he, he can't have this perfect world without his donuts. 
And I explained the joke. I'm very funny. <laughs> and this is where he um returns and Willie's like, Homer, you're not back in your house. But don't worry, I can get you there. And then James Earl Jones Maggie kills him. Yep. Because it is James Earl Jones. This is a disturbing future indeed. And then he goes back in time and just starts murdering everything. Which with, is very with a baseball bat. And it's the... um, oh, What was the caveman from the Flintstones? It's the Captain Caveman bat. Like, ah. And that well, always... Speaking of the Flintstones, there's a Flintstones reference in this yep. one. Because uh, every time he goes back, it becomes an egg loop. Then the Flintstones house. Then the original McDonald's. Yep. And then underwater. <laughs> and then pull out this is where we get kang and kodos because they're like oh stupid human he does, hasn't mastered time yet and, and they become peabody and sherman oh no what do we do kodos quiet you <laughs> so here's the weird thing like i wonder why they went with peabody i guess because of the time travel it's because because like that's not like it's a modern reference like i'm shocked they didn't go with like marty and doc or something along those lines like i'm i guess because peabody and sherman are animated I think it's because Peabody and Sherman are animated, and also, like, this is at that time when Rocky and Bullwinkle was resurfacing again. And yeah. Eh, you're probably right. It's just interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So then he goes back, and he ends up in his house, and Marge says, uh, oh, he, he starts screaming at Marge. He's like, what date is it? Where are donuts? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, it's Tuesday. Donuts are plentiful. <laughs> Fridays is TGIF. Yeah, on ABC. Uh, Friday night's TGIF on ABC. And so he's Spoiler. Like, so then he uh, sits down and they all have lizard tongues and he's like, good enough. Close enough. <laughs> and then the end. So this one is is fine. Like I said, it's just it just felt like more of a string of gags as opposed to a like cohesive story. That's my only. That's why I rate it the lowest. Like they're funny gags. Don't get me wrong, but I like the other two because they tell start to finish stories. I mean, this last one is the one that just always grossed me out the most because of how it ends. Okay, that's fair. Um. Also, the idea of cannibalism. It's just. It's it's funny. It's gross, but it's funny. Yeah. I just like Skinner's just like the comments that he makes during it. Well, I said to you, this is the first time that I think Skinner was ever really featured, or since then has been featured in a Treehouse of Horror. I'm sure uh, there's been what twenty five of them at this point. Yeah. Are, what what season are they about to hit up? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. So there's so been, so been twenty eight. I'm sure in that time period he's had something else to do. I couldn't tell you what they are. And you can't tell me what they are, so you're maybe right. But I'm eh, saying he never did is a very bold statement. Well, bold statement, Scott. I'm, I can, I can say with certainty it's Krabappel is the this is the most she's ever really done. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Well, considering I, uh, Marshall Wallace died like five years ago. Yeah, well, obviously they haven't been. They have they retired her after that, right? She hasn't no, been they on killed the show. her. They killed her character off. No, I thought they just retired the character. Oh, that's too bad. No, they they killed off. Mrs. Krabappel off screen because Ned goes, oh, I miss her. I wish she didn't pass away either. Well, yeah, but I mean, they they still, they're no longer using the character, I mean. Right, right. But anyways. So, um, this one starts off in, uh, Bart goofing off in class, and he goes, hey, let's turn the desks around, and everyone's like, you're the man, Bart. 
And no one does. Nope. And Krabappel comes in and just sends him to detention. Because apparently in this world, every kid has gone to detention. Yeah. And they have a, a detention overcrowding problem. Because uh, the character that you couldn't remember who it was, Wendell, is pushed up against the glass. Yep. Which <laughs> doesn't make sense later when he, him, Bart, and uh, Ralph, and Lisa, and Milhouse are the most well-behaved kids in the school. Well, I, yeah, that's fair. No, you're right. But, I mean, that's also... I think it's implied that this is weeks, if not months, later. Oh, I thought Probably it was... Probably just like, days. But I thought it was only days. I it's they... possible. But, so, so Bart ends up having to go to the cafeteria because the regular detention room is overcrowded. And while he's there, Skinner is, like, complaining. He's like, oh, I wish that we, there was some place to put all these delinquent kids. And Lunch Lady Doris... Oh, I miss Lunch Lady Doris. Is she dead, too? Doris Grau died, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Because she was also the makeup lady on... Um, the critic. Oh. Yeah. And she goes, ah, you think that's bad? I've been using grade F meat. <laughs> Mostly circus animals, some filler. <laughs> gross. She gets the grossest meat because I remember there's a lot of iron in these bull testicles. I don't remember you that You don't one. remember that nope. line? <laughs> that gross. Always, that always stuck with me. <laughs> I can see why. You just love them bull testicles, don't mm, you, Scott? Full of iron. Protein. So, so Doris has, like, taken around her green slop, and she accidentally... Does Jimbo trip her? Yeah, Jimbo trips her, and she accidentally spills it on him. Oh, you got me... You got me tender... Oh, wait, no, me tenderizers later. Later. Oh, you got gravy all over me. Like, all over my favorite outfit. My favorite shirt. <laughs> Which is, uh... His only fun. shirt. Yeah, that's. I think that's the joke. And then, uh, Skinner licks it off him. Well, he, like, shakes him, and then he, like, acts... And, he, and then he, like, licks it to taste it, and he's like, ooh, that's good. Ooh. And then he's like, you will help Lunch Lady Doris from now on. And it's heavily implied uh, that um, Skinner has Jimbo um, killed, his corpse tender or pulverized, and turned into Sloppy Joes. Sloppy Jimbos? Ooh. And then, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Mrs. Krabappel's like, where did you get the good meat? I mean, this is a real fancy meal. Well, remember when I said I would make something out of Jimbo Jones? And she's like, "You t- are you telling me that you had Jimbo Jones killed, pulverized, and turned into these, these delicious sandwiches or whatever? And then he taps his <laughs> nose. Boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, which I love for two reasons. The visual gag of it, and then uh, The Sting is one of my favorite movies, and that's what they did when they would do oh. like the nose tap. So, Is that where that's from originally? Um, The Sting? Yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where nose tap came from, in um, general? I no, know. it came from charades. Oh. Oh. When sounds, you got something sounds, right. Sounds like... Oh. Sounds like... I did not know. Yep. Um, But on Scrubs, that's where Dr. Cox got the nose. Oh, the nose. Like That's what that's from. He's always like... It, it's from the sting. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah, it's this so. little, little tick. <laughs> so, uh, basically, the next day... Uter, who I love Uter. They don't Uter's give Uter awesome. enough. Ooh, more sloppy Jimbo's. This is good, yeah? Uh, that's your third one, sir. Skinner saying this. That's your third one. It's making you fat and uh, pudgy and uh, juicy, tender. And he, like, drops you cut it. in line, didn't you? Yeah, that's the tension. And then they have Uter worse. <laughs> it's all German-themed stuff. Yeah, and they made, they made Lunch Lady Doors look like jacked and insane in her well, later she is insane 
Yeah, but she's I always, killing people. No, but I thought that she was always like, like kind of gross and like frumpy looking, and they had her looking like, like freaking Brigitte Nielsen from Rocky Four. It it is Treehouse of Horror, Scott. It's, this is it's true. Not real. This is true. These are it's the a best. Simpsons TV show. None of it's real. And then uh, they start. Bard and Lisa realize they're cooking the students. Well, because cause Skinner literally comes out and says, he's like, oh, yeah, he makes he's like you joke. could say there's a little ooter in all of us. <laughs> you could say there's something, something. And he goes, you could say that we've eaten ooter and he's inside our stomachs right now. Ignore that last Ignore one. Ignore that last one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I think, my favorite joke of this section. Oh, when the kids come running home and they're like, Marge. Mom, Mom. <laughs> Mom, Mom, you've got to help. They're cooking kids in a school cafeteria. Listen, kids, you're eight and ten years old now. I can't be fighting all your battles for you. But, Mom... No buts. You march right back to that school, look them straight in the eye, and say, Don't eat me. Okay. And she's like, Mom, Mom, there's there's people, uh, they're, they're killing and eating the students at school. And March goes, Well, you guys are both eight and ten now. It's time for you to be fighting your own battles. So you march back to that school and you tell them, Don't eat me. That's something my mom would say. She was a guidance counselor for 35 years. She'd be like, you fight your own battles. You go up to them and you say, don't do that. Because nothing uh, irritates a bully more than being stood up to. So I always related to this on like a personal level. I'm like, god damn it, March. <laughs> so they, they go back to school and the only people left, I think there's five of them. It's it's Bart. Six. It's Bart, Lisa, Milhouse, Ralph, and oh Wendell. And Wendell, yeah, it's five, right? It's five. I thought there was another kid, but also they didn't give Ralph anything to do. I was expecting him to have a line. Like I'd forgotten like that like dumb, he was there. Line. Yeah, but nope, nothing. Poor and Ralph. Ralph because, didn't do anything this uh, episode. Because Bart, uh, um, which is you know fine. But. What's his name? Milhouse is like we should leave because it's the joy of cooking Milhouse. Ah, <sighs> which is funny. That's another, one my, that's another one of my favorite um, Treehouse of Horrors when they do um, the two serve man one. Speaking of like, uh, it's Kang and Kodos and they, oh, and they, they rip on, that's, are they rip on the Twilight that's Zone the one? Si- that's the first one. Is it's it the first one as well? Yeah, because yeah, it was the Amityville. Yep. Because I remember the Amityville one because there's the Vortex. Yep. And Homer keeps throwing oranges in there. And Marge is like, stop doing that. And then the second one's them to serve man, and then there's the Raven one. Anyways, moving yeah. back to the, back to ours. So then, um, they sneak out because Wendell gets sent to detention. Yeah, because he drops a pencil. A Krabappel's like seven hundred pounds at this point. Like yep. she's put on a lot of weight from eating all the detention. kids. Detention. <laughs> um, and then you cut to what detention is, and you have two different types of detention. You have. Poor Martin, who who I said before on this podcast is one of my favorite characters, mm-hmm. in a cage with a it's like harmonica. A, yeah, it's like a ham, like being fed like hamsters, like mm-hmm. with like the water feeding tubes. And then you have free range <laughs> detention where the kids are in the field, just running around in a caged an area. Yep, it was good. So then they end up, um, uh, what's her name, Lunch Lady Doris, yep. like, ends up with a egg beater. And she's like, which I'm pretty sure is from Soylent and Green. Soylent and Green. Soylent Green. I've never seen that movie. I know like the big reveal, but I've never actually sat down. You and mean that it. it's people? Obviously, people, that's, people. That's, that's so ingrained in popular culture. It's like impossible to not know what that means. Um, so then, Willie really sh- shows up. 
to Willie try to shows save up The third and final. This one's the best one. Oh, yeah. He's like, Willie's here to save you. Oh, I'm not very good at this. Yeah, because Skinner hits him in the back with another axe. <laughs> oh, I'm bad at this. Dead. So then they start walking backwards. And Skinner has such a good line. I think I'll start with what you always say, Bart. I will eat your shorts. Oh, meta humor. Uh, it's good meta. stuff. And then they're like, oh, nothing bad's going to happen to us. And then Milhouse dies. Yeah, he, well, he falls into a giant blender or like juicer or something uh, like that. Food processor. Yeah. And so, Hamilton Beach. And then um, Bart's like, well, uh, I, I can tell you that some, someone will show up to save the Simpsons children. Because <laughs> he's like expecting a deus ex machina. <laughs> ah, and then and he they, falls in and, and they up. die and Marge is like you were just having a terrible nightmare there's nothing that can hurt you except for that gas that turns that fog that turns people inside out and then the fog starts seeping in and this, and this is, is not a dream this always grossed me out the homer transforming like being turned inside out is like shockingly graphic it's like he's like you can see like his his veins oh, popping and like the so muscles gross. and tendons. And Everyone else is pretty, you know, just um, cartoony. But Homer's initial transformation is pretty messed up. <laughs> and then they start doing the one singular sensation. <laughs> and then I I always thought it was Grandpa, but I guess it it's it sounded like Willie. It sounded but, like Willie, but, but it, it might doesn't be. have the body of Willie because it should be Jack, right? Well, it doesn't have the body of Willie because it's inside out, so we can't tell. True, <laughs> but I know and, what you mean. And then Bart gets attacked by Santa's little helper. That and like it literally starts pulling out his intestines and stuff like that. And <laughs> the, the other part that I love, okay, gross. <laughs> the other part that I love is like they're dancing. And they're, like, throwing their arms out. And, like, blood is just shooting off of them. Scott, it's Halloween. you got to have a thicker stomach than oh, this. Oh, I so. know. It's just... <laughs> uh, Not this really is... throwing up people. I know. Um, so this yeah. type of stuff is funny, though. Do you remember the Treehouse of Horror that just made you be like, I'm out. I don't need to watch this anymore. Never happened to me. No, they're all super tame as far as I'm concerned. They're... No, I, I, I mean, like, I don't need to watch these anymore. Not that, like, they gross Oh, out. I see what you're saying. Um, No, because I, I mean, I haven't really watched. When I stopped watching The Simpsons, I just stopped watching The Simpsons. I wouldn't even watch, like, The Treehouse of Horrors and stuff like that. There was never really a moment where I was like, oh... I'm actively going to stop watching Treehouse of Horror. So it just like it just happened. I think the last one I remember watching was the one with uh, Jerry Lewis as Professor Frank's dad. I don't remember that one. And he turns out to be a Frankenstein slash zombie. There was one they did the fly too, right? Speaking of Frank, like didn't they do one where like Bart turns into a fly? Yeah, they did the actual fly. Yeah, the original like fifties version. They did both. They combined both. Oh, it's been a while since I watched it. Because Bart turns into an actual fly. And then his other counterpart is like Jeff Goldblum, where he has the fly head. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's like the 50s fly. True. In the 50s fly, they just swap the heads with, like, the the human has a head of the fly, and then the fly has the head of the, the human. But the transportation device... It's, yes. ...looks yes. exactly like Cronenberg's. Yep, 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 yep. Um, what was I going to say? You said you watched last year's as well, right? Yeah, was that just one good? two of the sections. Ah. I watched the Mad Max one, which was pretty good, um, because Mr. Burns is the Immortan Joe. <laughs> and then, um, 
then they did a Kingsman segment, which I loved. Still haven't seen Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman's great. The I've second one's good, too. Oh, that's good. Just everyone has a problem with it because the first one they did Sean Connery-style James Bond. This one they do Roger Moore-style, so it's, like, weirder and campier. Oh, I thought... I heard it was just a rehash of the first one as well, like, with just different characters. <clears throat> eh, I mean, isn't that technically James Bond, though? Yeah, more or less, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a big James Bond guy. But... Anyways, this tree has a horror. Yes. Speaking of which. Um, so, yeah. Uh, wh- how many bagels do you give this one, Scott? Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No. I mean, this one... For me, the best one was season three when they did the Halloween stories with um, with Bart dressed as um, Alex DeLarch and King Homer. So, mm-hmm. for that's a full basket. That's 13 for me. This one is good, but not as good, so I'm going to say 10 are still there, 3 are missing. Okay. And I just, that last scene at the end grosses <laughs> me out to no avail, like Bark getting attacked by Santa's little helper. Oh, that's so funny. And then um, all the stuff, I would say that the first segment is perfect, mm-hmm. but the second two, the, the Ned stuff is ridiculous in <laughs> Time and Punishment. It's funny. And then the Nightmare Kitchen won the Lunch Lady Doors with the um, the egg beater. I'm like, oh, that's just stupid. That's fair. Um, for me, it's uh, I'm going to give it an 11. Um, and I'm only taking out the two just for the, the center one. It's I don't find it as interesting. There are some really funny visual gags. But um, it just didn't super do it for me. But I think the first one is perfect. I think the second one is perfect. Or the last one is perfect. It's um, not as big a fan of the middle one. That's uh, the, so weird those, because I think that the first two are perfect and that the last one which is, is fair. the weakest. Uh, the ol- okay, I'm actually taking... Just kidding. I'm the, the two bagels that I'm taking out are specifically for Peabody and Mr. Sherman. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I also said that wrong. I said Peabody and Mr. Sherman, not Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Anyways, go. Um, so what are we doing next week? Well, next week, uh, we kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier. We are going to stop by uh, TGI Fridays because we are very hungry and we want to get something that's from uh, from, from some finger-looking good food. And we're going to stop by, I don't know, where do they live, Chicago? Chicago. Do they live in Chicago? We're going to Chicago. We're going to the Winslow household family because uh, Steve Urkel is going to put on a puppet show for us. Days go by. But we don't have the opening on this episode. So yeah, that is going to be, if you guys want to watch it, it's on Hulu. Yep. They just added a bunch of crap to Hulu. We'll talk about that in the next episode, Yeah, we sure will. The episode's called Stevel, and it's from the worst season of... Family Matters Season 7. Ah. So, yeah. That is the same episode where Steve... The same season where Steve enters the Grand Prix in Monaco. Like you do. Oh. So, yeah. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. I'm Dwight Stearns. Stay swifty. Bye. Bye. Bye.